Hello and welcome to the Crazy Poultry Podcast. I am your host Ian Guy Loco, and it is year-end wrap-up time. It's literally New Year's Eve. Today we are recording this, and we are going to be talking about our best and worst that we have seen this year in film. Uh, but we're going to get through the shitstorm first. And joining me as usual, Mr. Nick Nickers Chicken. Howdy, folks. Damon the Gobbler Anderson. Hello. And finally back, just to enjoy the chaos and madness, Mr. George Soul Phoenix. I'm not supposed to be here. But you were the first one here, so I gave you that credit. Um, so, yeah, guys, uh, this was actually a pretty interesting year as far as maybe our feelings on, you know, cinema of bad taste because... I honestly call this year the year of okay. I had so many movies that I was just like, this wasn't good, but it wasn't terrible, so I couldn't really consider it for this. But, I mean, that that was just my overall feeling. How was your guys' feelings on how worst went this year? Uh, I mean, pretty much the same. There were so many, like, just movies that were like, oh, okay, like, it is what it is. Like, I mean, it... I mean, the theater in Denver, but there was, I don't really think a whole lot of movies where I left and like, ugh. Like, I mean, there was obviously a couple, but I mean, I feel like last year it was just way easier to pick worst because it was just like, yeah, these movies were awful. Mm-hmm. It was really easy for me to pick worst this year because I didn't have as many, but I really had trouble with the best stuff. Like, I had a ton that were at one point in the top ten and kind of got moved down, so... Yeah, I'd say your assessment of being the stuff being okay was definitely true because there was a lot of I didn't hate it, didn't love it, right in the middle. And then there's George's interesting perspective here because how many movies this year did you see? One. And how many did you see last year? One. Zero. <laughs> no, you saw the Willoughby's. Did I? No, wait. Was that a uh, uh, Mitch, Mitchell. Mitchell versus Machines. Yeah. Oh, right, I did see that. Great but I think that was a Netflix movie it only. Was. So. Yeah. But it's still a but, movie. Yeah, and it came out that year, so it yeah, counted. Yeah, so it definitely counted. So technically, because you actually really liked it, it's your best of the year. Yeah. But in retrospect, you were also like, if I have to throw on worst, it's also my worst. Yeah. But it would technically fall under best. <laughs> yeah, because it just of the quality of the movie and all that stuff. At least with this one, with my one, it literally fits in both, so... Yeah, this is the more interesting part of that. Because this one actually does kind of weirdly fit in here. I have to see this movie. (laughs) Yeah. Um, But... uh, Also, we have Mr. Damon here. uh, Didn't have as many worst of the year, because... I just saw his movies. you also, though, had a little thing called surgery <laughs> that knocked yeah. you out. Was for... that this year? Yep, yeah, beginning. Okay. I had it in, like, February. You missed what is known as the shit months. <laughs> yeah. Because that's usually January and February. In the sense that I just skipped them after that. <laughs> like, I didn't really go back to them. Uh, so because of that, Nick and I, we actually have ten, so we would actually go through three before we'll come back to you with your number seven uh but 
Before we though find out what is Nick's number number ten, uh, what is it about this that is here? As blankly as you can tell us, what this is. <laughs> Arguably, the greatest video game series of all time turned into a movie. Places out there you can't find on any map. They're not gone. They're just lost. Hey kid, you're a little young for a bartender, aren't you? A little old for prom, aren't you? Everything in here. Why the map? This path Ferdinand Magellan took to sail around the world. You know your history. Biggest treasure that's never been found. Five billion, easy. I think you're here because you're your brother. Wait, you know my brother, see? I'm actually a little bit surprised considering how you initially talked about this, Nick, but go ahead, tell me why, tell us why this is number 10 for you. Well, I... <clears throat> Mr. Uncharted. <laughs> I watched it again, and uh, I guess it was worse the second time. I don't know how, but it was, <laughs> and I just hate how they did this movie. They missed an opportunity. Uh, the casting was awful. Um, I hate Mark Wahlberg with a passion. <clears throat> I'm going to tell you that right now. Hate him. Um, the YouTube movie, or, well, short, I should say, movie that came out with... The fan. The fan-made film that came out with Nathan Fillion and Stephen Lang was perfect. And it was only, like, 15 minutes long. And they could have made that into something bigger. And it just... As devoted as I am to the movies, or, or not movies, games, mm -hmm. Uncharted 1 through 4 are some of my favorite games of all time, 4 being probably my favorite of all time, and I literally have tattoos of the game. Um, it just, I watched it again, and it, I just can't get over how bad it was. Um, the music was, they like dubstepped the original music. <laughs> and I was like, what? Was Led Zeppelin ever in it? Uh, they, I, think, I think so. Oh, they actually could afford to get them yeah. in there. Wow. But the fact that they got the voice of Nathan Drake, Nolan North, to be in it for like two seconds, yeah. that was oh, really, that was literally yeah. the, the highlight of the movie. And I was like, oh, hey, there's Nolan North. I big payday to be in that one. <laughs> but, yeah, I just, I am pissed about it and I just like I said I think they missed a huge great opportunity with that film yeah I didn't really have much going into it I, I still have actually not watched it mostly because I was then just like hearing similar to how your first feelings were where it's like this was an eh movie like nobody was calling it one of the worst of all time mm -hmm. nobody was saying best thing I was like well so I'm not going to rush out to see it I see I think it's still on Netflix so it's like I could but then I was like no and you know now seeing that it's apparently made its way onto your worst I had I didn't have any expectations I was just like it's a video game adaptation this casting looks wrong and I don't even know shit really about the games so I had no desire to see it uh, I played the first three games uh, I haven't played the fourth one 
but yeah, the casting, I don't know who was drunk when they decided, I mean, and don't get me wrong, I love Tom Holland, I think yeah. he's awesome, but he is not Nathan Drake. <laughs> he is, he can't be in everything. He, he just, <laughs> just not even, and the fact that they cast Mark Wahlberg as Sully, I knew this movie was going to be dog shit when I first saw the first trailer, <laughs> I was like, yep, it's going to be bad, and finally I was right, because it, it looked rough. And yeah, no, they you're right. They had so much potential, just kind of shit on it. And just because they wanted to cast their boy, right? And they they literally, Fillion and Stephen Lang look look the part. Yeah, there's plenty Nathan of potential. Fillion is like a twin of Nathan Drake, mm-hmm. and then like they're both amazing actors. And then they just, I don't know. I think they just went more of the kid route. They um, wanted to appease the audience. Yeah. Tom Holland's a big name, so yeah. and he's under Sony, so yeah, yeah. easier contract material probably. Mm-hmm. But, so yeah, but, but it, it's also just funny how Sony was able to listen to the fans when they reacted to uh, Ryan Reynolds for Deadpool when they did that whole oh it's a leak but not really a leak and everybody went yes that's Deadpool and they're like okay we we're gonna listen to the fans and we're gonna keep this going. They heard the reaction of the fans from the fan film, and they're like, no. <laughs> yeah, well, I don't know, like, you know, the internet bullied the directors of Sonic to change Sonic. Yeah. I don't know how we couldn't have done something here. <laughs> like, yeah, I know. It's like, well, is that, okay, no, that's Sega. So, but I don't know if, so, Sony is like, I guess, a coin flip when it comes to listening to their fans. <laughs> uh, well, that and all the money that Uncharted made Sony. Yeah, you would think that it would listen to people, but obviously. They... Uh, George, I know you don't have much on this movie, but do you have any feelings on the games? Because I know you may have played them. I've probably played all the different demos and stuff for them, and any like extra stuff I can get that for free. But I haven't actually played through any of the Uncharted series because it was on you know what PlayStation mainly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for the longest time, it I didn't have either PlayStation Three. And I eventually did you pick up a PlayStation 4, but mm. it's, you know, is what it is. Yeah. But when you, if you, when you were, when you would see that trailer though, no. would, what, <laughs> no. <laughs> I, I at least know enough about the Uncharted series that they didn't even get the correct tone for the movie. Yeah. Curtis of the games. Cause yeah, this was like a buddy cop comedy. Yeah. Like, that's what the trailer like, gave off. Heck, I think for a, relative of that type of genre of game, you had Tomb Raider, right? Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And at least with the Tomb Raider movies, they at least had the correct tone for those. It weren't the best of movies on those parts mm-hmm. either, but... This, to me, looked like a more CGI national treasure. Yeah, they, it completely went into wanting to basically rip off national treasure. And yeah. if they're going to do that, they might as well bring back our boy. And... Now, this is just what I've heard. Don't they just throw in some of, like, the big moments? Mm-hmm. But it's not from the first game. It's, like, from, like, multiple From times. the little bits of every game. Yeah. So it just feels too crunched. And I, I think they're like, well, then we're not sure this is going to do well, so we're not going to make sequels. Yeah. yeah I, oh, it bombed. <laughs> I know. Okay, so next number 10, Uncharted. And that's more, like, a personal pick, I guess, for me. So. Well, technically, these are all personal picks. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> I mean, this is all an opinionated yeah. list. So. I, I have to title this worst, and then later on, best, because that's the best clickbait. <laughs> um, so, moving on to my number 10, uh, involves a character that I've never been really a fan of, but 
because of the attention I was seeing this getting, I was just like, it's on Netflix. I don't have to pay to go see this, so eh, I'll watch it. And it's uh, this. That is Medea Homecoming. Uh, I have never really sat through and watched most of the Medea movies because I was just like, yeah, I don't think I'm going to be a fan of this. And I mostly then decided to watch this because some people that I also follow were like saying, hey, this one's actually kind of funny. Eh, and I'm not even the biggest fan. And then I know that Jamie who is a part of this, is, of course, a big Medea fan. So I was like, well, I guess I'll watch this to see in case this ever cracks, like, something. Um, I, however, will say this. The reason why it's number 10 for me is that there actually were some genuine moments where I did laugh. And it actually does dive into a topic that should be addressed a bit more often, which is families actually accepting their kids sexuality <laughs> because it's a big prop, plot part of the movie and they're like he's like so concerned about how they'll react and then he says it and everybody's like well no we already knew that we just were waiting for you to say it we're not going to tell you um there is also a twist that happens in the movie that i genuinely didn't see coming um however this is still Tyler Perry, and he has so much money and has one of the biggest studios of all time, and this still looks like student films sometimes because either the cutaways are hilariously bad or they're just bad. Um, and, yeah, so that's, that's the only reason I was like, this is poorly made, but I at least laughed a few times, and I liked some of the subject matter they brought up, but, no, this is still in my worst of the year. So, yeah. Anybody want to react to that? Yeah. No, I remember I watched it. Oh, you did? Yeah. <laughs> After you said something to me about it, I watched it. And, I mean, yeah, I mean, it's a Tyler Perry movie. Like, I chuckled a couple times because some of the jokes are kind of funny. Like, but overall, it's pretty bad. Like, just as an overall film, it's pretty dog shit. Um, I will say there are some beautiful women in it, though. Yeah. That really kind of made the movie go by a little, a little smoother. That helped. That always helps the medicine go down. Yeah. But other than that, yeah, it was it was pretty trash. But I, again, it's a fucking Medea movie. Like, if you're going in expecting fucking Shawshank, you might as well just leave. <laughs> yeah. Uh, anybody else? Did, I, I know really only Nick could maybe say something, but I'm like, if you don't want to, it's fine. <laughs> I think I've gotten through ten minutes of one of them. That was didn't he go to jail or something? Yeah, he goes okay, to jail. so I had to do like ten minutes of that, and I was like, okay. Yeah, so <laughs> you really 10. don't have an opinion on it. Oh, no, I don't. And then I, I heard that 
out maybe outside of this one, I've not seen it, but a lot of them are just the same. Yeah, thing. Yeah, they're so, all pretty bad. Yeah. He is good when he well, he can be good when he's not Medea. Yeah. No, he actually showed he actually can be when he's not the writer. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He writes like 19 scripts a week. <laughs> uh, man. Because um, he was in Don't Look Up, yep. and he actually was funny in that. <laughs> um, I'm just going to take a stab here. George, do you want to say anything about what you just saw? <laughs> Can I have it taken back? <laughs> <laughs> well, does anybody here have a Men in Black laser pen? <laughs> I have to take my shirt off, but that's about it. <laughs> I mean, it's probably reflective enough. Surprisingly not. <laughs> God. Uh, okay, so now moving on to Nick's number nine worst movie of the year. Uh, what's, uh, what can you give us a preview of this one? Um, the, I guess you'd call it the prequel to a great, great movie series. And it's not nearly done as well. Mm-hmm. Kingdom of Bhutan. Some of our most important magic has its origins there. They say if you listen carefully enough, the past whispers to you. The world as we know it is coming undone. Things that seem unimaginable today will seem inevitable. Wondering where you find yourself here. From this moment forward, each of us has been assigned a role to play. If we're to defeat Rainbow you'll have to trust me, even when every instinct tells you not to. Dumbledore asked that I give you something, Peter. Are you kidding me right now? <laughs> oh. So, crimes of Grindelwald. <laughs> yeah, um. No, sorry. Secrets of Dumbledore. <laughs> I get them confused, uh, yeah, too. That, they're rolled into one, to be honest with you. Um, the first one was, like, passable. Yeah, first Fantastic Beast. First Fantastic Beast was very passable, but it just, compared to the Harry Potter series, it's absolute, in Damon's words, dog shit. <laughs> um, the only positive I'll give this is I actually did like Mads Mikkelsen. You know, yeah, he, he was Grindelwald. as Grindelwald. He was actually, you know, given his best and given his all. And, I'm, you know, it was just a payday for him. But he, I thought he did great. Um, but that's not enough to just, I don't know what it is about it. I just, and a lot of the times, I'm sure you've noticed that it's hard to hear, uh, what's his name? What's the guy, uh, the main guy's name? Oh, uh, Jer- Jeremy, no, uh, <sighs> Eddie Redmayne. Eddie Redmayne. Sometimes it's kind of hard to hear him. Well, the accent that he's giving that character. And it's just like, I I can't understand what he was saying, but maybe that was for the best. (laughs) But I don't know how to explain it other than it's just a a shot in the heart to a lot of Harry Potter fans. And I just think they should have axed the whole thing. I don't think it should have ever existed. I think I really only have seen the first one. Mm -hmm. Um, But the rest of them, like, I just... I don't think I have any reason to watch them because really. mm-hmm. I just, the idea, the concept behind Fantastic Beast is actually a really cool one. Like exploring like the lore of like all the creatures. Like, yeah, yeah that's actually you a know, good idea. They would have done that. Yeah, but then they <laughs> just shipped it. It was like, 
Well, you know, we need to really, like, show everybody it's associated with Harry Potter. Yeah. Even Completely though, waste. Even though none of the fans would be able to tell that. <laughs> like, yeah. Oh, hey, look, it's a witch or wizard. Clearly, I'm in the Harry Potter universe. Um, no, nope, I... Gotta have Dumbledore. I genuinely kind of go with the theory that this started out as a thing of doing, like, that whole exploring the beast thing and, like, that. But then somebody came in and said, well, it's got to tie back to now Harry Potter, mm-hmm. so we have to do this whole shift, and... Of course, I believe it was from the first Fantastic to Crimes, J.K. Rowling had complete writing over it, and that's where a lot of the issues hit with Crimes of Grindelwald, because that just felt like a mess of a writing, like it was written for a book and not for the screen. Yeah. I rewatched, mm-hmm. I rewatched that, hopefully before I would go see this, to see, like, you know, do I still think this is that bad? Because it was on my worst of the year that year. And yeah, it's choppy and edited to fuck. And I'm like, I don't care about the... And character motivations were terrible. Um, So I didn't really have much of a desire to go see this. And then it popped up on HBO Max, and I still never got the desire, so I just (laughs) never watched it. I mean... And when it's pretty much free, and you still don't want to watch it, that just... The only thing I... I was hearing some people saying that it was... In their opinion, the best of the three, and but then but then those same people would also say it does have a very confusing ending because it's it's a kind of an ending but not really in case they were to be able to make more. So it was the secret that he was gay that every one of us already knew. <laughs> you can go ahead. <laughs> no, I just think I don't. It didn't really explain too much and go into it, but um, I think. I'm not going to go into that part, but I'll go into the introduction of the Hogwarts at the end of this one because it showed the whole thing, and I was just like, that was that was a shot in the heart. And then they actually went into the the hall and everything, and I was like, oh god, and it looked exactly the same. Well, you know, you know what that was. Remember? Yeah. <laughs> Do you remember? Just other ties to get people to come. Um, yeah. I don't know. It, it just hurt. That's why. It's oh, so the last minute was like, look, you guys see this? Yeah. Oh, oh, look, references. Yeah. Oh. You recognize all that? Yep. Harry Potter, Harry Potter. Mm-hmm. Anything to throw in there, George? Well, you can't float every vote on nothing but nostalgia. Yeah. yeah. And I, I know with it comes to Sam... He has so many rants about the movies and the mm-hmm. entire book series and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. So, like me personally, I've read the first book. I've seen the second one as a movie. I think no, I've and heard the a, second one as an audio book, and I watched the third as a movie. And this and, is the Harry Potter. Yeah, this is all Harry Potter. So, and then I just sort of ran out of mediums to try and like entertain myself with the series. Mm-hmm. And I've. Yeah. I mean, it, this just continued on to a whole thing where, like, you know these, like, very, very good franchises that I've grown up with? Can you just leave them alone? <laughs> There's no reason to connect everything. 110% agree. Uh, so, yeah. Fantastic Beasts, number nine for Nick. Uh, my number nine was one that I was very intrigued by, and it had an interesting cast in there. And I kind of left the theater with a what? I'm so sorry I forgot to tell you about 
tell you, but you're not feeling very well. And the only way to cure it is if we stay home all day. Bye. something truly special what he's created out here it's it's a different way a better way once unfamiliar faces strangers one and all now one brave family all of you wives we men we ask a lot we ask for strength a shoulder to cry on food at home a house clean and discretion above all else and that it's very difficult. What is the enemy of progress? Chaos. Yeah. Nasty word. Chaos. The one thing they ask of us is to stay here. That is, don't worry, darling. Uh, I, the moment that I usually see Florence Pugh in something, I'm like, okay, well, I think that she's at least going to make this very good and interesting. And then I was like, Chris Pine's also in. I was like, yeah, another very good actor. He's but can be very versatile. Olivia Coleman was direct. No, not Olivia Coleman. Olivia Wilde was directing it, and this is after Booksmart, which I thought was very good. Uh, I halfway through this movie, I went, "Does this know what it wants to be?" Because it just circled back and back to the same mystery, and then the wrap up where it's like, "Hey, it's all a simulation." It's the Matrix all over again, basically. It's all virtual reality. Yeah. Uh, and they wrap all that up in like the last 10 minutes mm -hmm. while you're left with so many questions as far as like, well, wait, so how did this happen? How is that not happening? How is any of this possible right now without diving into anything? It's like it spends 75% of the film doing the same thing over and over again. And then the last 25, it's like, oh, well, here's the actual interesting part that we need to get out that should have happened halfway through, and then, nope, it's all over. Um, Florence Pugh, however, I will say, tries to carry this movie. She gives it her all. And if I were to say at least another slightly positive is the set design. I thought it looked nice. But everything can look nice, but there's, like, a shitty substance here. So... Yeah, my number nine. Don't worry, darling. Uh, Nick, that, I, I know you saw this. Yeah. So that went into. I had actually had a weird category this year, and that was number three in my weird category. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but yeah, Florence Pugh. I thought you know she tried her damnedest. Um, the it kind of felt like Groundhog Day in a way yeah. because it was the same thing over and over and over, and they had to live a certain way. Everything had to be clean. Chris Pine was basically the warden, I guess you would call him. I don't know what you would call him. The mayor, the yeah. president of this... The cult leader. Yes, leader of this crazy-ass cult. But um, it was the whole thing with the, the... the Was it a building with windows? You know, the thing that Florence Pugh yeah. kind of put her hands on at the end? Was that like the heart of the thing? I, I think so. Again, okay. they didn't... <laughs> they didn't answer a lot of things. Yeah, I... 
like you, the you know the cast was intriguing as hell, but I don't. Harry Styles is Harry Styles to me. Um, it just like you said, seventy five percent of it was about this, and the last twenty five percent or fifteen minutes were about what you actually wanted to see in the movie. But there was a lot of weird, weird stuff in the movie too that I didn't expect. Not a good thing, not in a good way, but yeah, yeah this is. It's definitely in the weird category. I, uh, I, I'm not blaming you for being in your top ten. Yeah. Um, I mean, if anybody, I, I have if nothing it, that I never watched that. Yeah. I mean, do you at all remember that trailer? Yeah, I, I definitely remember the trailer because I always thought how fucking weird it looked, and then like, I mean, the cast was great. Like, one, it's one of the few movies that Harry Styles is in, so that's one thing I always remembered. It was like mm-hmm. seeing him. But yeah, I mean the cast is good but yeah after you said it was just kind of yeah and then i was like well i have no i really honestly like i felt like which sounds like i was right felt like it was going to be that just like a pretty much a build up for the whole movie and then like oh something creepy in this building and we're going to find out and i assumed it was probably going to be some kind of shit like that where it's like oh this is just virtual reality or some shit like that so Yeah. yeah um it was a little easy to figure out from the trailer. Yeah. Um, so, funny enough, unless you want to throw in anything there, George. <laughs> no. Okay. Uh, funny enough, uh, Mr. Nick, uh, we actually both agree on this number. It's the same position. Uh, well, I so, mean, I so, guess I could explain it. I mean, beforehand. Yeah, you... So, one of my favorite... Old, old, OG, old school <laughs> horror rom-coms, black and white series of all time, was attempted to get a stab at by Rob Zombie. joins at number eight for us uh so if 
I'm going to slightly show like the bit, little bit of positive as to why it's only number eight for me. Um, it's because I at least appreciate that Rob Zombie did something different. Uh, he didn't bring in like the stereotype things that he would be bringing into those other movies like House of a Thousand Corpses, Devil's Reject. Um, and I at least admit that people that, I, that I've also talked to that have watched this that also grew up with the monster said, hey, it captures some of the same things that it has, so I'll give it that. I'm like, okay. Uh, but here, here's my one question. Uh, could it be funny sometimes? <laughs> um, and I mean, again, I don't understand. I, like, I like that it could have that color palette, but I imagine this would have been way better in black and white. Absolutely. And you say that it's hitting some of the same things that it's in the show. I don't remember there being a bunch of techno in the original mm -hmm. or original or like, you know, modern music. And uh, the ending was very frustrating to me because it just ends with, hey, we got a bunch of money. Woohoo! And it like ends where they're actually at the house because mm -hmm. they spend most of the time in Transylvania. Yeah with like other monsters and like I feel like this is not what you're supposed to focus on with the monsters <laughs> but um again I at least give him credit for that but maybe he should stick to his wheelhouse <laughs> or at least get an actual comedy writer because <laughs> I don't think he can write comedy but that's mine well the positives I'll give it is you know you said the you know the black and gray and the gray, how it'd be better is that and all yeah. that stuff. But I actually did like a lot of the set designs. Yeah. I, will, I will give him that, and I will give him also the costumes. And, mm -hmm. you know, a lot of the makeup was really good too. But usually Rob Zombie's pretty good in that department. But as far as writing a comedy now that I've seen this, uh, compared to the original series, I, I don't see the comparisons. I know they tried a lot of the time, but I think they tried too hard, like with Herman's Laugh. Yeah. And see that I I have don't have much to go on. I watched a couple of clips off of YouTube to kind of get like a general sense. I'm mm -hmm. like, yeah, they didn't really get that. No, so so if Fred Gwynn, if you're watching this, <laughs> it, it was it was a mistake for them to Some even try that. that off. <laughs> <laughs> and mm -hmm. um I didn't like Sherry Moon's adaptation of Yvonne DeCarlo oh, at all. She's not good. <laughs> she just she tries, so Yvonne and Carlo back in the day did this thing with her hands, okay? Yeah. And again, they overemphasized that throughout the whole movie. And mm -hmm. I was like, okay, well, I'm, I half the time I'm staring at your hands. I'm sorry that you do this way too much. And nor normally we're just staring at your ass because that's all your husband focuses <laughs> on. <laughs> but my favorite character from the original series is Grandpa. And oh, I, and I, he was the best thing in yes. this. Yes. Al Lewis, which was amazing as Grandpa back in the series. The guy, I forget the guy's name that played him, yeah. but he was actually, he actually did sound like Al Lewis, and that surprised the hell out of me. Yeah. But the the parts that I did laugh at were the parts like when Igor would scare the shit out of him. Like, yeah. you know, appear out of nowhere, he'd go, oh, Jesus Christ, or something like that. But yeah, and the, right at the beginning of the movie, he cracks his back. From, oh, yeah, old person from joke. Being in that slumber the whole time in his coffin. But outside of him, I just, and the sets, and then... The costumes and the makeup and stuff like that, it just really disappointed me. I don't know what I was expecting coming into this. I guess I expected to, you know, enjoy the, the comedy in it. And the first te teaser actually was promising. Yeah. 
and this felt very porno movie-ish. <laughs> well, as far as like budget-wise, yes, it just. I don't. There's there's a lot of problems well, with it. If, if there's one thing I'll say that somebody pointed this out that I watched. So the, this actually technically is part of Universal, but Universal, like the big studio, did not involve with this. This was like a side of theirs, and that studio before this made the Woody Woodpecker movie. Mm. <laughs> this I'll at least give it back. It looks better than that. <laughs> but. Uh, Damon, I know you. Yeah, I talk. didn't. I didn't watch it. Like I, I like the the original monster yeah. series. It's great, but yeah, as opposed to like the, I mean, the trailers, especially the second trailer. Yeah. Like when I was like, color. yeah, I was kind of like, all right, like you could definitely see a wrong, you know, zombies, like method in there. I'm like. Okay, like, so I just never end up getting around to it. I, You know, I always say this about Zombie. The, the one thing that I think that he would do great on because it fits his style perfectly, Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Because that's literally his style. Every time he makes a movie, it's literally, S, you know, it's kind of Texas Chainsaw massacre And, you know, as a big Texas Chainsaw Massacre fan. Wearing like, a shirt. <laughs> yeah, literally wearing a shirt of it. Like, I'm just at a point of, like, they should give him rights to just wing it they can't be you know like now, now the other thing is though that this is technically a passion project from him so yeah. he wanted to really do this that's the one thing I'll, I'll give him is how much he talked about like you know how much he cared about like doing Monsters. this and like he actually seemed like his head was in the right place with it to the point where I mean he made it PG right? yeah. so that's the one thing I, I can give him on it is the fact that he stuck to his guns and was like no we're not gonna go you know, my normal style, everybody fucking and stabbing and all this other shit. We're going to keep it family friendly because that's more of an homage to the original. Yeah. Uh, George, you had anything to throw in there? <laughs> you have a reaction to the trailer? I did quite like the trailer. The trailer <laughs> actually did feel like it fit for monsters, but yeah. it would have been better in black and white. Yeah. And he did bring back two of the original actors. Yeah. Also, uh, Elvira made a cameo. That's right. Yeah, yeah. she was the agent, right? Uh, yeah, real estate agent. Yeah. yeah, that's right. Um, Hottie. So, now we have finally come around to number seven, and Damon is getting his first pick here in the worst of 2022. So, uh, Damon, what's your uh, little previous to what is your number seven? Hmm. To infinity and beyond. So you have worked for a four-minute flight. Isn't that something? <laughs> We're all ready if you are, sir. Well, let's go find out at this point. Yeah, we got a breach in the perimeter. Light, light year. Yeah. 
so I went into this actually really hyped up because one, I love Toy Story. Like, yeah, I think, I think all of us do. Yeah, one of my favorites. And you know what? I like Chris Evans. Yeah. I think that he was actually a, you know, as opposed to like the trailer for the Mario movie, that Chris Pratt just sounds way off. At least Chris Evans here. I was like, okay, I can, I can, you know, which, you know, I think they still should have got, you know, Tim Allen to. Well, that's a touchy subject now. Yeah, but I, I still think that would have fit better. But Chris Evans did a pretty solid job for what it was. <laughs> but I'm at a point, too, of I was just going in really hyped up because, like, it, you know, it's the story of Buzz Lightyear. I thought it was an interesting idea. I thought it was cool. Mm-hmm. And then it just was a huge letdown. Like, the movie, like, was kind of boring in certain parts. Granted, I laughed, and, like, I think there was, you know, some good, like, voice act. Like, I, I thought Taika Waititi's character was hilarious. He always had me chuckling. I couldn't, mm. I, I couldn't stand him. And, I mean, but other than that, like, I just, nothing could really, it was just kind of boring. And then the Indian was just like, well, that was fucking stupid. <laughs> right. again, again, we want to th- throw in their shoehorned endings with 10 minutes to go. Yeah, no, yeah. <laughs> a twist like that, and they're like, okay, this is a risk. I get this, but you're going to have to spend time on this. Well, it, it just, I don't know. They, they, there's so much they could have done to just fix it and make it pretty solid. Mm-hmm. But yeah. It was just like, nope, it's kind of dog shit. Uh, Nick? Yeah, I, I think it was one of the okay movies ahead of the year. Uh, it yeah. definitely started off a lot better than it ended. Like, yes. uh, it was the start was actually not bad at all. And yeah, the first like 15 minutes, I was like, ah, that's pretty, yeah. pretty decent. And you thought that, you know, the rest of it would be like yeah. that. You know, they were setting up for something pretty great. And like, all of us here are huge Toy Story fans. Mm-hmm. And. Huge, huge Toy Story fans, and I was just expecting a lot more. It was like, I left it, and I was like, yeah, I, I really didn't hate it, but I, again, I didn't love it either, so yeah. I, it was it was one of my okay movies. Um, yeah, I this fell into my just okay realm of, the, the animation was very good. Again, that's one thing Pixar always Pixar. does. Uh, and... Yeah, I thought the first 10 minutes actually was really good. It actually like was kind of touching, too, like the story they were saying. Now, I'll give it this. One of the weird things timeline-wise is that this is supposed to be the movie that Andy watched that yeah. got him into Buzz Lightyear. Yeah. That would mean that this would be a movie that came out in, like, 1994. Yeah. There are way too many progressive things on here that don't make sense. Yeah, there, there's a lesbian couple. Yeah. And I'm I like, can see that flying over pretty good in 1994. Yeah, know. I'm like, no, I'm not saying no, but I don't think this would have happened. <laughs> um, and yeah, it kind of just when the plot actually starts to happen, it's like they're just basically marooned. I'm like, this is. It, I'm not saying this is not an interesting looking location, but again, there's also the Lightyear cartoon series mm-hmm. that actually traveled through the galaxy and actually was pretty good. That's what I was hoping more for. Yeah. Uh, Me too. And yeah, uh, I just felt with the fact that this was originally supposed to go to Disney Plus, and then they switched it for another movie to be on to go to streaming instead. I'm like. 
this just lost you a shit ton of money. Yeah, honestly, and I, they should have flipped it. I think I think it would have done better on. I didn't know that this actually costed almost two hundred million to make, <laughs> which is why a lot of animation doesn't get a lot of time in the theater. <laughs> but that's a whole other thing. Uh, you got anything to add there, George? Technically, uh, it's like it, Damon was talking about like voice actors and things. It's like getting to the TV show. They literally had. Patrick Warburton as Buzz Lightyear for that, which if he was playing that Buzz, it would have also been just phenomenally better. Yeah. I mean, and again, like you said, with that progression for topics and things, that would have been a show that would have gotten basically canceled and never actually got been allowed to air at that time because some of the topics, or been completely changed. I think the closest thing to that, which is even older, is Star Trek. Mm-hmm. But yeah, well, the thing with that is like a little more adult oriented, and they, yeah. I mean they've been they were doing that like Aurora, yeah. like they're they, brainwashing our children. Yeah, so like there was you know, like they were already pushing boundaries even back in the day. Yeah, this though is like this. Yeah, as a kid stuff. Yeah, anything kids related would never pass through. Yeah. Uh, so yeah. Uh, Damon's first pick on here, number seven, late year. Uh, so, Nick, uh, what is your small little preview for number seven? A group of really attractive women going after a secret weapon. Remember that story that they told us about in training? About George Washington's first female spy during the revolution. They called her Agent 355 because they didn't want the world to know her real name. But her legacy lives on. We're the top agents from around the world. American, British, German, Colombian, Chinese. But now we have a common enemy. They can start World War III simple reach of their keyboard so we need to join forces three five five technically the first movie yeah. of the year came out january 7th of this year and i was like oh this should be an interesting start because you know there's eye candy you know Five pretty good actresses. You oh, know, yeah, very good actresses. And very beautiful, very talented. And I was like, okay. So there's all different ethnicities, you know, from all different parts of the world. I can't remember if they're all CIA agents or yeah. some of them were or uh, whatever. Penelope Cruz was the one where it's like, <laughs> she, it, 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 she, she's like a psycho psychologist or something like that. So Psychiatrist. they're stopping... World War Three. It's basically, yeah. There's a secret weapon that's going to end the world, or corrupt the world, or whatever. And they all have to come together, and they're all they all have different personalities. You know how the hell is this going to work? So they have to put that aside. How will and, they coexist? And use loyalty, I guess, to you know coexist to save the world. And I was I forgot a lot of the movie. Obviously, yeah. I. The, they were talking, and I was kind of just, like, staring out into space. I was like, what the hell? And then Sebastian Stan came into the picture, mm -hmm. and I was like, oh, what the hell? I didn't know he was in this. So, you know, 
I guess it was not hard to see that he was going to be the bad guy. It was pretty obvious. He was like, oh, yeah, okay, uh, I'm, I'm going to you know help you guys out. And towards the end, he's like, well, money talks. So, yeah, I was really bored during this. I didn't retain anything other than, you know, there were a bunch of hot chicks. And, yeah, I don't. It should have never been made. I, I see the, the girl power thing, and, you know, that's fine and all, but it just it didn't resonate with me at all. Uh, Damon, you have anything to throw in there, at least from the trailer? <laughs> I don't remember the trailer. <laughs> <laughs> it just looks so fucking generic. Like, I, I remember hearing, I like, the name is definitely, like, familiar, mm-hmm. but, like, as far as, like, remembering the trailer, I couldn't tell you who the fuck was in it, even. Yeah. Like, if you wouldn't have said any names, would have just... Yeah, couldn't even like it. Literally looked like uh, Ocean's. What was that? Eight. 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 Oh, it looked God. like Ocean's Eight or something. Like it was just like okay. It's actually eight. a really good comparison. Yeah. Oh, well, I personally can't say anything right now. That might be a, another topic <laughs> coming up. Um, George, do you have anything to add? Let's just throw in there. <laughs> well, from the trailer, and that's all I've seen of this. It definitely looks like it was some sort of. Spice Girls meets Charlie's Angels, but didn't achieve any of it. God. I get the Spice Girl reference. I, mm-hmm. I enjoy that, George. Yeah. Um, so, moving to my number seven, worst of the year. Ha- this might have a chance to get a little bit of flack from some people, even on the internet, maybe. Uh, but this one, I didn't mind it at first. And then it got worse and worse for me. Scream 4. This is this is one of the... Scream 5. I don't know. This is the trickiest thing with this freaking title already. Um, initially when I saw this, and I saw this with Damon, um, I was like, eh, I thought it was okay. Um, but the more and more that I was just thinking about just practicality-wise and realistic-wise, it started to kind of crumble for me. Number one, I already figured out who the killer killers were pretty quickly. Um, and the biggest surprise that I will give this is, and we can talk about her all we want, Jenna Ortega mm-hmm. was the best thing in this movie. And 
to me, that is also, though, a problem. She is clearly the best character and the best actress in this movie, but she's not the focus. <laughs> the actual main character this follows, I'm sorry, she is wooden and dull, and I didn't care about her, and the fact that she's now going to be taking the reins of this franchise, I'm like, I do not have much confidence right now. Um, to me, they also completely underlined and realistic-wise with the killer being one of them killing David Arquette. David Arquette is 5'10". The person that kills him is 5'2". And yet, when they're standing there, they're the same size. So either she is in boots... I This doesn't make sense to me. Um, and then that character ends up Kind of becoming a little small trait here because this happens to her in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. She gets set on fire. I'm like, are you becoming the set on fire person? <laughs> um, Sydney Prescott to me also was just like kind of wasted here. It kind of felt like Nan Campbell just showed up for the paycheck and be like, yep, this is my last one and then I'm done. <laughs> and then it also to me just a number of times was like hey remember the original remember the original it's so good I'm like yes I literally watched it two days ago before I saw this and it's amazing heck I showed it to my mom for the first time she had never seen it she thought it was really good so and as far as rewatching this, the franchise now I have done I'm like this is like the third best one to me I still think that 2 is better, and I even think 4 is better. But that is just me. So, uh, thoughts on my opinion? Well, when I saw this, like, for me, it's kind of just... and It's one of those movies that we talked about in the beginning. It was just okay. Like, I didn't hate it, didn't love it, like... But, yeah, there's definitely falls within it, like... One, why Sydney fucking keeps coming back. Well, who fucking knows? Like, if I was her, I'd be like, I'm moving to California. <laughs> or, you know, I'm moving across the fucking country. I'm moving to fucking Canada. Like, I'm getting the fuck away from all this shit. Like, done with it. Mm-hmm. But no, they insist, like, they keep coming back. David Arquette was, I don't know, kind of, I mean, eh. To me, my favorite character was the sister of one of the guys that gets killed. Um, the she, one that she like the niece of uh, Jamie Kennedy's character. Yes, yeah. she basically she's Jamie Kennedy's character, basically. And she was probably my favorite. I would say um, she was just super entertaining to watch. Every time she was on screen, she was always entertaining. Mm-hmm. It was funny because she was like the only one that knew the shit going on. She was like. You guys are fucking stupid. Like, other than that, the movie is just, yeah. Like I said, it was okay. It was just kind of, eh. Mm-hmm. I, I didn't mind the movie, honestly. I thought it was pretty good. Um, Jenna Ortega's quickly become one of my favorite actresses. And she's super young and she's super talented. She's a um, year. Yeah. She was great in everything she was in, in my opinion. Um... Yeah, it was okay. I, I thought it was passable for me. I, I actually think it's the second best screen movie, personally. Um, the original and then that one I would take over the, the middle three. I, the middle three all, you know, go into one for me. I just don't... Scream as a series is, you know, 
okay. The, for the, the original one's by far the best, not even close. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, I thought it was an okay movie. It was passable for me. I, you know, didn't like a lot of the going back to the original stuff like another franchise does. But yeah, it was okay. I didn't. It, it was. It'd probably be in my top okay movies. Um. Also, I, this just clicked back in my head. Another thing that I was like, "What is this?" Is the main character's whole thing cut about cutting back to her dad, who was the original killer? I'm like, "Okay, are you saying she's a psychopath or not?" And then it's like, "Oh, he's actually kind of there." I'm like, "Okay, no, this is like merging Scream and Nightmare, <laughs> Nightmare." So. Although I, I will say I do love the line that Jenna Ortega gives, um, where she's like, "Don't is it Jenna Ortega? It might it's either her or the sister character, the main." Yeah, where she's like, "Don't fuck with the daughter of a serial killer or That's something." The main. <laughs> yeah, I, I got a chuckle out of that, but other than that. Um. Okay. Well, now we've come to number six for Damon. Uh. <laughs> Definitely an interesting pick because, you know, we would typically never think to see any of these kind of movies on here. So, what is your preview? Lightning, baby. Kids, get to popcorn now. Let me tell you the story of the space Viking, Thor Odinson. He was no ordinary man. He was a god. After saving planet Earth for the 500th time, Thor set off on a new journey. But he got in shape. He went from dead bod to god bod. And after all that, he reclaimed his title as the one and only Thor. Oh, spoke too soon. Jane? Six days. Thor, Love and Thunder. So, the last Thor movie um, before Love and Thunder, Ragnarok. Ragnarok. It, I think it, I rewatched it and it, it kind of gave a good balance of there was some comedy, sure, because Marvel movies and comedy just that's the bread and butter. Yeah. But. It still had enough, like, really cool, serious, action-y shit going on that I was like, okay, yes, you know, it passes. I feel like they forgot all this shit and just was like, you know what people love? Thor being a fucking idiot. They, they love it. They have completely butchered Thor that they have. It's, it's to a point of it's no longer, like, I, I really hope that this was, like, a last movie. For Thor, oh, which obviously it's not going yeah. to be with Taika Waititi, um, because this one was it was pretty bad. Like I just I don't know I really couldn't get into it. The character every every time there'd be a serious moment where I'm like, hey, we're actually getting some emotion, it'd be ruined by some kind of comedy bit. Like um, you know when she announces the cancer, like, the, can- the the cancer that she gets. Like the fucking goat yells. It's just like, okay, like you know, we get it. It's the goats are funny, haha. But also at the same time, what the fuck? Like, 
she's giving a very serious speech. You know, like she's actually telling them about something very serious. Mm-hmm. They should have just cut that shit out and just. It really needed some more emotion put within the film that could have made it actually a pretty solid film. Because honestly, the villain in this was fucking awesome. Gore was cool. Like, Christian Bell did a really good job. He was dark and menacing. I was like, hell yeah. Like, he's, I wish they would have more of him because he's only in, like, certain parts. Like, he's not even, like, a big threat in it, it seems like. So, yeah, it was, it was just not good. Nick? Well, I've, I've kind of put out a word on this movie since I saw it about it being a two and a half hour SNL skit. I literally. There was no seriousness in this movie. Um, and after playing God of War Ragnarok and seeing that Thor, the actual way Thor is supposed to be betrayed, it just makes this Thor look even it's really stupid. And, um, yeah, I, other than Christian Bale's performance, which he should have been in the movie a hell of a lot more than he was, um, I didn't like this movie at all. I was extremely disappointed. I was hoping it would be half of what, even half of what Ragnarok was, because Ragnarok was perfect. Perfect blend of seriousness and comedy, which is what Marvel's movies should be. This was just a, all comedy to me. I just, like Damon said, if there was a serious part, it, you know, something would happen to make somebody laugh, and I just, I hated that. So yeah, I was very disappointed. And you'll hear about this in my honorable mentions, I guess. Also, it is an honorable mention yes. for you. Uh, yeah, I mean, when we did our review on it, of the three of us, I was the highest one on it. I was like, yeah, I don't think it's great, but I still at least had a good time. I laughed a number of times in it. Um, and I mean, this is also me, though, kind of going like, I feel like that they were trying to hit, like, this thing with him, like, being stupid, but... He's trying to use that to cover up his emotion. But even Chris Hemsworth now is like, I'm done. I don't want to do anything like this anymore. I'm like, well, okay, fair enough. Uh, visually, it was still very nice. I can't put something that also very nice in my personal worst. I still at least had the best time out of all of us. But that's just me. It, it would be in my okays. It's not a Marvel movie I hated, but it's not one I'm glowing about. Like, I would say it's probably the third best of the Thor movies. Wait. Uh, yeah. Yeah, because then there's Dark World. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, we always forget that one. <laughs> <laughs> Anything, George? I've seen bits and parts of this movie with, like, Sam and Dio, because they watched it. Okay. But, it's so, like, yeah, it's... I think the issue is it's the comedy. It just tries to be too funny. For me, Thor, that's why I loved Thor 1 so much, because Thor, he's funny because he doesn't know cues because he's from fucking Asgard, and so he's all old-timey, and he's just like, I want more, and just, like, smashes a cup. Like, that's to me, is actually funny, because it's like, yeah, Thor is, even in, like, all the media, like, mediums he's been in, it's always, like, he's funny because he's fucking, like, a god, and he's, like, different social cues. Whereas, like, when he's talking with Captain America, like, obviously, like, Captain America's old-timey because yeah. he's from fucking, you know, back in World War II. Yeah. Like, and, and I mean, 
I get that, and that would be a good mix in it. But the only thing that would that helps Ragnarok is that that feels more like a comic book movie, and that it's exploring that in it. Thor, in its essence, is a fish out of water story. He is a god down on Earth. How is he gonna go about this? So it's like there's nothing really new or visually stimulating here. That's why Ragnarok to me was like so much better. And it, it actually captured a lot of things from the actual comics too, from what I've seen. But as we can tell, writing can bring it down. Uh, so now moving on to Mr. Nick's number six. What is your little hint about? Um, really great cast ensembles don't always work, and in this case, it did not. A body is wheeled into a grand ring. Harold, I don't know what you think you're doing. This, excuse me. Hello. Got a dead white man in a box. Not even a casket. Doesn't even have a top on it. In a pine box of old wood. What do you think's gonna get in trouble here? Harold rolls the box out. Do me a favor. Try to be optimistic. 20th Century Studios, Regency. You don't get here starting a long time ago. From David O. Russell, Harold King's glasses of two friends. So, two soldiers and a nurse found ourselves in... Amsterdam, the director of Silver Linings Playbook. Amsterdam. Yeah, well, going into it, I, you know, I saw David Russell was directing it, and then I saw, you know, you had Christian Bale, Margot Robbie, John David Washington... Robert De Niro. Robert De Niro, Chris Rock, Anya Taylor. Zoe Zaldana. Anya Taylor Joy, uh, Michael Shannon, Timothy mm-hmm. Oliphant. You know, I could go on, but I just got so lost. I know it's about one of like the biggest, you know, mysteries and like corruption, corruption and secret plots in American history. But I mean, I I think it was what two hours, two hours and fourteen minutes, and it felt. You know, way longer than that. Uh, I was really bored with this movie. Uh, none of the comedy hit. I thought this was one of Christian Bale's worst performances. Um, I mean, I, Margot, you know, she was fair like she usually is, but I mean, that wasn't enough for me. I, I, I went to see this with mom. I was like, hey, mom, it's, you know, this looks pretty interesting, you know. Mm-hmm. And the, the plot, you know, the trailer actually looked pretty good, but it just all fell around tumbling around me and it, I just didn't get anything from it. Uh, yeah, I was extremely disappointed. It was super boring. Um, so yeah, this was one of the double features I saw a day. Um, this I would say is there's a lot, there's almost too much going on because it felt like David or Russell couldn't focus on the thing. Now, I give it this. What it's a mention for me. It the only reason why it wouldn't break into my top ten is that I feel like the message, like the main like thing that this is about, is very relevant to right now. Like, no, this shit is happening again, hmm. and we kind of need to address this again. Um, I also will give props that. Uh, does something in a Hollywood movie that we don't really ever see, and that's the black guy ends up with the white woman. (laughs) We don't see that ever. (laughs) And you know what? I said throughout this entire thing, if they don't 
end up together, it is only because Hollywood says no. But at least, and at least that David or Russell in this case said no, they are. Um, and I thought the costumes and stuff were also pretty good, so that's also why I couldn't knock it down. Due, it is, due it, to the time of the yeah. yeah, it's easily his most unfocused movie he's ever mm-hmm. made, but it just barely does not hit my worst. So, uh, like you, I did get bored at some points, but then when the main issues would come up, I'm like, okay, well, this is really relevant, so I give it that credit. But also, it just continues a if this cast is this long. You, there's not going to be enough here. Yeah, I didn't watch it. Yeah, <laughs> I, I I heard that you guys were both kind of like mm, after seeing it, so I was like, yeah, not really. Uh, something. I mean, the cast, yeah, the cast looks great, but just definitely kind of seen. I, I don't know. It just didn't seem interesting enough that I'd still watch it, even though I got told twice it was kind of eh. yeah. So, um. Yeah, and so now, funny enough, moving on to my number six was something that was brought up earlier. Where the top agents from around the world, American, British, German, Colombian, Chinese. But now we have a common enemy. Yeah, the 355 is my number six. Uh basically to kind of follow along with what you were saying about it uh, this to me shows that uh, the director and writer Simon Kinsberg does have an X-Men power because he was involved with all those X-Men movies he was a producer on them he has the power of pulling out talent and sucking it away from people because he did Dark Phoenix and that was the exact same thing he did that with Jessica Chastain in that movie too um and again, I would probably say the biggest compliment I can give this is that it's so stale and boring, I can forget about it. <laughs> yep. So I can't yep. think of why it's bad. It's just bad. Other than, holy crap, yeah. look at her. <laughs> it, it wastes all the talent. Yeah. And Simon should not be a director. He should just be a producer. <sighs> uh, so with that, moving on... This is also a special joint thing because we're at uh, Damon's next pick for worst, but also falls in line with what George <laughs> this year. Uh, so Damon, why don't you give a little preview as to what your pick that also goes with George is? Hmm. Bang, zoom, straight to the moon. If you're watching this, you know by now a huge problem is heading our way. An emergency meeting is being called. Are you to a place immediately? Three bagels. I've made a shocking discovery. I need you to get me in touch with NASA immediately. Well, NASA and I aren't really on speaking terms these days. Well, that'll change. When you tell them that the moon is out of orbit. was happening before NASA. You are the unidentified source? Oh, yes. That is Moonfall. 
so George, this is your special pick here. <laughs> so why don't you take the reins right now? Uh oh. Uh, uh, where do you want me to start with this? This is this this movie is a bit of a knot. <laughs> Do you want the plot synopsis? Do you want, like, what? You, you can say your, whatever. Uh, you know, just give, uh, what do you think about it? I think it was a fantastic, beautiful mess. It it played itself, the movie, seriously, while it itself was actually came off comedic to me. I think the actors knew what they were in in this. <laughs> and, and I think they basically treated it like a holiday. It had a... I forget how many millions it had in this budget, but it was like 127 million. Uh, it was. It was shot in Montreal on a 146 million dollar budget, and it only made about half of that. So it is a flop. Mm-hmm. But it, yeah, and, and if they do make a Moonfall two and three, they plan on shooting both of those at the same time, and just. <laughs> Because they just want to get the entire series out of the way really quick. So, it might get, it might not, but... I have a feeling that's going to be a big negative. <laughs> probably not. It it ends... I wouldn't even say it really is in the cliffhanger. It just kind of just ends, really. Yeah. Well, I mean, for me... Yeah. Like, I love disaster movies. Love them. I even like 2012. And, I mean, that's a shit heap. <laughs> So, I mean, when there's that much potential to make, like, and, and, you know, like, George is right. It was a glorious fucking mess. Like, the idea, the concept, when I first, like, saw the trailer, I was like, okay. But, like, I have a feeling there's some kind of weird, like, anti-Semitic thing on. Because if you look at, the like, the face of the, like, creature, it's the Star David. <laughs> and I'm like, eh, it's a little weird. So... I don't know. It, it was just a pretty fucking bad film. Like, like you said, the actors probably knew what they were in and were like, whatever. Yeah. Like, you know the, the entire scene where they have the giant like tsunami flood thing yeah. that happens. Uh, when they're zoomed out, that entire thing is, if I remember right, it's a miniature model. Yeah, it is. So, they they have a lot of fun and interesting different things that were done for the shooting of this movie, and I. I understand why it's in this middle shit heap where it's at, like, on, like, reviews and ratings and all that, but that's because that's where it definitely deserves to be. Well, I I have this theory about Hollywood that they make purposely bad films just to get, like, you know, not spend a whole lot of money, like, just spend, like, the average you would pay for a film just to hopefully get a swing and a, you know, something out of it, basically, like... I, I really do because like think about it there's a reason why every month like the early months it's always the bad films mm-hmm. yeah till it gets this into, was like, February something or another yeah so like I have I have that theory that like they purposely do buy kind of bad films because films need to come out they always have to constantly have a film in theater making money so they can release some bad films knowing that they might flop or they might be a cult following and everybody wants to go see it because it's just a dumb stupid movie yeah because i think also one thing that was like towards the end of the whole like covid stuff too so yeah that was probably one of their pieces like we don't know if it's going to do well or not let's just put it into this and hopefully buy us more time for a better movie to come there's no way that they sat and watched it was like yeah this is a great (laughs) like i don't know (laughs) 
they, they did not know what to do, so they do what they do with all those movies, January to February. Yeah. yeah. It's like, who knows, maybe like five, ten years but ago. I think that they maybe they were just hoping, but, you know, just to have a... Because sometimes it works. Sometimes they release, you know, movies that are... Sharknado? Yeah, Sharknado was like cheap, done, you know, but it made a shit ton of money. So, like, there is potential for that, but... Yeah, but this wasn't cheap. No, yeah. no. Like, well, well, Sharknado was only made like like $67,000 or something like that. It was a really cheap movie to make. Yeah, just like we know, every every month on around Halloween, we're going to get horror movies. Like, you know, that's just, it's kind of a natural progression every year. Um, this, this this October didn't have too many. Well, really? two? I mean, just around that, you know, like, you get what I'm saying. Like, there's a natural progression that we can see within film. Like, so I, I really think my theory is probably pretty true that they buy shitty films because they know they're probably going to flop. And they just, fingers crossed that, you know, because they obviously, they made money, so, like, they still lost money, but it's not that big of a blow mm -hmm. as losing, like, making zero dollars. So, yeah. But, uh, I'm going to say that this is, though, the first time for, that on here that we could give this the special George Award for Best of the Worst. Because <laughs> it's the best movie, but it's also the worst movie. It's the best of the worst. There can only be one. It's those best worst movies tend to be somewhere in the middle on like the ratings. It's it, it's a very dangerous gamble to find, and when you do find one, it's quite satisfying to watch. Um, I had a, I think the experience was a lot of fun with you know you two and Jimmy. It was, I think I laughed more at that than I did the movie. But there were parts in the movie on I had fun with. I can't remember exactly the tree fall on the guy. Yeah, that part always stands out to me because I'm no, looking over at George. Do. I was like, and he was like, "How did he not die?" Or I just I did I don't know. It, the whole thing was just. Or when they launched the rocket and they're doing the whole for whatever reason they're doing that moonwalk jump thing. Yes. Like you, you said perfectly. Beautiful mess. I, I did have fun with it. It was in my okay movies. I think it was more for the experience. It would have been a lot better movie to watch drunk. Yeah. Um, <laughs> th this also would fall into my honorable mentions because this is also though in my top four of experiences at the theater <laughs> because of you. <laughs> like especially the part where they were showing the moon crumbling. You're like. That's not how this works. And I'm like, thank you for being here, George. Um, and that being that special occasion, like, you know, you back in the theater after so many years. Because so. that was basically the first movie that we were able to, like, even go and watch it because of, you know, COVID's finally, like, letting people do things again. Yeah. Um, I, I would say it was falling into that so good, so bad it's good, but... Towards the end there with that exposition dump, I was like, okay, well, this just went full stupid. Uh, this kind of lost me. So, not quite a beautiful mess in my opinion. It loses it at the end, but it, the experience was way better. Uh, so, yeah, Boonfall. Mr. Nick, you're number five of the year. So, I'm going to not really say much because I'm going to hand this over to somebody else because I know... It's well, higher up on the list. Yeah, it will. But all I'm going to say is it's a really, really, really popular horror franchise. Mm -hmm. 
is a ghost town. All I'm going to really say Texas is... Texas Chainsaw Massacre, Netflix. Yes, Netflix. Um, all I'm really going to say is it is as bad as you guys were saying it was, and I just recently watched it. But I will say more about it when I know it's coming up later with somebody else. Yeah, it will be. Uh, yeah, I also really can't say anything because it's... <laughs> there you go. Okay, well, that one was easy. Yep. Yeah. Uh, we might fall into the same trap, though, uh, because my number five is a definite attempt at continuing a universe that failed miserably. Not once, but uh, twice. You need a doctor? I am a doctor. I should have died years ago. People all over the world have my disease. To find a cure, we have to push the boundaries and take the risks. If you're gonna run, do it now. That is Morbius from Sony. Well, if you ever wanted to feel like how we initially felt back in the early 2000s, this is the perfect sentence to that, because it is dull, boring, and the effects are just, like, laughably terrible sometimes. But not a good terrible. No. It's just terrible. And the thing is that this is, like, an hour and 40-something minutes... But it definitely felt like it had to be two hours because I just want to so point out I fell asleep. Yeah, <laughs> uh, coincides with that. It's just boring. The only person that clearly was having fun with this at one point was Matt Smith, mm-hmm. who recovered then later with House of Dragon. Um, but the the fact that Sony just felt like, hey, there's so many memes being made, let's re-release it so we can be not once. But a second flop, and we're gonna harshly like try to stab our way into this universe. And the person I also feel the most bad for fair <laughs> cameos. The person I felt worse for was Michael Keaton. Yeah, no. did not need to be in this. It just made no sense. That was it. Did not disrespect to him, to be yeah. honest. Uh, like you know, maybe if it was somebody else, like that would have made a little more. But are, are you sure you want to right now? Remember, he wants to cry. Uh, but the last thing I'll say is the best thing that happened to Morbius is that there were other movies that released that I saw because <laughs> then it wasn't the worst. But going back to Damon now, uh, with your number four pick, it, is it also? Mm-hmm. Four. So yeah, you two actually are tied with this with the same number, number four. So Damon, what is your preview? Grr. I wanted to show them something that wasn't an illusion. Something that was real. 
something else okay so but your number four is jurassic world dominion yeah because i mean it's no secret that i like bad movies i make it very known and so i was i was going into this because you guys had said so much about how kind of just eh, it is so i went in <laughs> kind of open-minded and this movie just doesn't make any fucking sense it just didn't like i i just so was like <laughs> I don't know, it was almost confusing to the point that so many parts didn't make sense. And then the villain is the worst it was the worst fucking idea I think I've ever seen. Like I just at some point when you say, Leave these fucking things alone Like just stop <laughs> stop No more drastic movies. No more. It's almost like there's only one book and that was it. Mm -hmm. I'll even give I'll even give one through three a pass. Jurassic World needs to stop though. Maybe maybe next time we'll get Jurassic Universe and we'll be on another planet. I mean, I would love to see fucking dinosaurs in space. So, with like velociraptors and like on a rocket ships. Ship? Yeah. Oh, okay, so that could <laughs> that could be fun, but. <laughs> We'll put a T-Rex in those little bubble-like helmets. Little tiny arms flapping in the wind. They can't go anywhere! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, we uh, can't really... We have to hold our tongue right now, because that's... I'll hold your tongue. <laughs> no. So, now moving on, actually, to Nick's number four. Yeah. Which... This, is what, this is why you thought it was the same. Yeah. But yeah. It was said earlier. Dun, 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 dun. You've been missing for two months. When you're a stranger. Then you were found on a container ship that washed up off of Long Island. Faces look ugly. When you're alone. Morbius, previously said by me. <laughs> yeah, um, this was, for a while, this was number one, actually. What month did this come out? Um, April Fool's Day. Oh, yes. So, like I said, for a while, this wasn't my number one. Um, it was awful. The effects were laughable. Um, and actually, Morbius in comic lore is an awesome character. One of the most, like, compelling and conflicted characters. And... Yeah, and nuts, <laughs> nutso, yeah. Which, you know, we, we kind of saw that in this, but I just think that um, they're Sony's desperate attempt to make it an appealing movie failed miserably. I just did not like anything about this movie other than Matt Smith's dance. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, I, I don't have much to say. I, Jared Leto, to me, is dropping immensely in my, you know, least favorite actors. Maybe it's just the stuff he's been given. I don't know. I just feel like they, they rushed this movie. The trailer did not look good at all to me. I was like, oh, this is terrible. Yeah. And it stayed true to form. I just did not like this movie at all. I think it's up there in Sony's worst. Yep. Um, so, 
quickly now going on to my number four, which is the thing that I was actually leaning to you about, surprise factor for yours. But this also is a continuation on a franchise mm. that did not go well. It's been four years since Michael Myers vanished without a trace. Hello. said in our review that we did i was like yep this is clear definition that they did not know what to do because the tone of this was terrible <laughs> uh it went from going like this weird existential thing about the town to then all of a sudden going to what we actually wanted which was Lori versus michael I, and I understand that there are some people out there that have found that message. Good on you. I don't see it. I got bored. This started to not feel like a Halloween movie to me, or even a horror to me. The only fun, the only fun that I then had later on was from Damon clearly losing it in the theater because of how bored he got, which he'll get to about that a little bit later. But other than them saying this is clearly the last one, I hope to fucking God. Uh, that is the only reason why it didn't crack higher on my list. Uh, to be perfectly honest yeah. with you, I will tell I explain why. I completely forgot about this movie. 110, like, 110%. And, I, and when you said that, I was like, Wait a minute. And then I thought about it. I was like, oh, Jesus Christ, I didn't even think about that crap. And it would have easily been in my top ten. So You ripped it apart. Just to clarify, I completely forgot about it. And I guess that's just because I'm done with this franchise in general. <laughs> I think it's just, I'm done. I swear, you rented like an entire week about this movie. I did, and I completely <laughs> forgot about it. So that tells you what I got from it. I got nothing from it other than Damon crapping himself and Travis like basically having a cerebral hemorrhage because he couldn't breathe. <laughs> That's about all I got out of that movie. Yeah, I remember that. <laughs> yeah, you do, don't you? I do. Okay, well, sorry. I, yeah, it would have been in my top ten easily, so I, you know, I spaced it. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah. Now going on to somebody who also, strangely enough, could finally voice his full opinion on it. Uh, Mr. This is the third time we got to see this crap! Michael Morbius. Number three for Damon Morbius. You quote the trailer. Yeah, I, I literally fucking fell asleep. I mean, I don't think I need to say much more. The movie's fucking boring. <laughs> I didn't find anything about it, like, even remote. Like, at least, you know, like, some of these things on my list, yeah, I could shit on it, but at least I could point out one thing that I, like, you know, give it a positive. There's nothing I can really give a positive about this film. Like, 
It's literally just boring. Is, is, is there like a smidget considering it's not number two or one? I mean, forgettable being a factor. <laughs> that's that's probably the biggest thing is the fact that it's forgettable. Like, you know, I I just yeah, I like the movie. I couldn't really tell you what happens. Like besides like the memes, like the dance and shit, but like. Stuff that, like, I really couldn't go back and automatically put in my head, like, oh, yeah, I can visualize, like, you know, yeah, this happened. Mm -hmm. Can't do it. The, the movie is just, like I said, it's just boring. Like, I, I wouldn't even necessarily say it's, like, a horrible, horrible movie because there's some things in it and I'm like, it's just average, but, like, it's just fucking boring. Nothing happens. The villain's awful. Matt Smith, I mean, he's a great actor, but he's a terrible villain. That was a payday for him. Yeah. Oh, yeah, 100%. Extremely. Because, like, the motive is just all wrong. Like, I, I, I lean with the theory on they are actually a secret gay couple. <laughs> because he's constantly saying to Morbius, you're rejecting who you are. Yeah. <laughs> because it's literally at, at a point of, like, I, I just to, them together on screen like I said his motives aren't like it, it never seemed like he was a bad guy maybe a little bit of a douchebag but like you never wanted him to just get, get completely obliterated you know yeah like you just it was never a point of like yeah like he maybe went out and partied and shit and like maybe hooked up with a bunch of women or something but like <laughs> other than that like he was just a normal like rich guy like it never seemed like the point where I was like, eh, this guy's a supervillain. Like, I just... Yeah, I, I don't know. Well, we can all agree that the biggest positive for Morbius is that it's forgettable, other than the fact of how the memes brought it back. Yeah. And the memes, that's probably the positive I'd give it, is because the memes were hilarious. Yeah. It's Morbin time. Yeah. Or, like, it says... There was one of them I saw, it was like... Uh, Vegeta and Goku transferred to a place where they could fight in peace, and then it showed them at a Morbius screen name. <laughs> and I was oh, like, geez. that was pretty funny. Mm -hmm. uh, Mr. Nick, we're now on your number three. So, what is your. I'm going to throw it to a great cartoon series from back in the day Fire! Fire! Oh. What's going on, sweetie? Something feels weird. Something's changing. You remember the tools we tied, right? Pencil, desk, paper, shoes, your wheel. Everything okay, Charlie? It happened again. What happened? The bad thing. If you ever start to lose control, what do you do? It didn't work. She's not a robot, Annie. She's a little girl. With little girl emotions, which are wildly unpredictable. Charlie? She just has to shove it down and keep it hidden. Our responsibility is getting her ready. Our responsibility? is to protect her. Charlie? If they catch her, they're going to put her in a cage. Charlie? Firestarter, the remake. Yeah, uh, the remake to the... I mean, it's a cult classic, but I never thought it was like a great movie. Yeah. And I just remember Drew Barrymore being a big part of it. Uh, going into this, zero expectations, but I was like, eh, I'll give it a shot. You know, it's, it's sitting there and it's free. So, um, positives... None. Absolutely none. Negatives, the whole movie looked like, I mean, I understood what they were going for. It looked very smoky to me. Like there was 
always a fire happening somewhere, and it was just the remnants of the smoke. Moldering. Yes, and it just, <laughs> uh, you could barely see a lot of things. And um, when there was fire, it, it was like a, a clear shield around the people. Like, it felt like it was like gasoline, you know? Like, when you, see, you light something on fire and you see the gasoline, it felt like there's an aura around them constantly, and it looked really stupid. The writing was one of the worst in movie history to me. Um, I continue to say Zac Efron's very mediocre to me. I mean, I am looking forward to one thing coming up he's in, but... Well, he's kind of mixed for me. He's just like, he'll do something like, I'm like, wow, that was actually pretty solid. And then, like, you just go to, like, dog shit after that, and you're like, what the fuck happened, dude? Like, you had so much potential. He needs to stick to a certain type of role. Yeah. And when he hits that role, it's great. Like, like, a, like a secondary comedy role. Yeah. He's, he's just fine in that. Yeah. And, and you're right. Neighbors is pretty good, but go ahead. Yeah. Well, also, though, he's probably like, wow, this script is dog shit. What the fuck do I do with it? <laughs> All right, money. <laughs> yeah, definitely probably a cash grab. But, and then the little girl... I mean, I don't want to go too much into that other than I didn't ever really feel sorry for her. She was really annoying. Uh, <laughs> and, I mean, it was just like the, the, the premise of the first one the exact same way. They, they, the federal government's coming after them, trying to steal her away because they believe she's a weapon of mass destruction. So it was just a complete mess. Which, uh, do they have a point? They do, but I think it was... Like I said, poorly done. I don't, yeah. you know, I did think the execution was really bad. This was uh, another one of my ones that were number one for a while until the, the top two came about. So, yep, um, I don't advise seeing it. I'm going to say what could have been a positive for you is that you didn't have to pay to watch it. Yeah. That's, <laughs> yep. I think I said that at the beginning, for, and you're absolutely right. For me, like, the first one's just kind of eh. Yep. Like, I mean, you know, Drew Barrymore's pretty solid, but, mm-hmm. I mean, it's just kind of a eh film anyways. And, yeah, it is kind of cult class key, yep. but... I mean, because most of the Stephen King films are, yeah. but it's not even Stephen King's like best like book, book or film adaptation like by far. So, so it's just kind of just to your point, like what you just said. Why did they even make it? Yeah, it didn't need a remake. Is what I'm kind of getting at. It's like the first one. Yeah, it makes sense. Like they were making all kinds of Stephen King adaptions, but like a remake is just unnecessary. Obviously, I mean. <coughs> Rather recently, also did what Pet Cemetery to remake. Yeah, there's, there's been a, it, it's like Stephen King like has like a whole roller coaster mm-hmm. like his stuff. Because then we got like it, but granted, it was like not a movie beforehand. Yeah, well, it was a TV. Yeah, three part TV series. Yeah. But, <coughs> uh, mm. so, so uh, so there's also an interesting pattern here because my number three, I'm gonna give the same hint about horror franchise that needs to stop. Is that the third time you said this? We have a vision for this place. All it needs is young blood. I don't want to live here. This is a chance for people to start fresh somewhere. Somewhere safe. Hey guys. You should see this. Uh, I think you hate me. (laughs) Again... I'm not going to give too much because I know that Damon needs the spotlight for this as usual. But I will say Netflix's Texas Chainsaw Massacre. The positive that I will give Halloween Ends over this is it did not ruin the main character like this one did. The main survivor from the original 
was made to look like an absolute idiot here. At least Laurie actually killed Michael Myers. Uh, other than that, the only other kind of positive I can say is it's only not even an hour and 20 minutes. <laughs> so at least it's not a long, gruesome torture. But it's a torture, nonetheless. <laughs> so then... <laughs> To kind of throw in another one, uh, Damon, your number two also falls with something that was previously said. Go ahead, get a little word. I was certain I saw him watching me. You pretend like you moved on, but you're actually just obsessed with death. What are you gonna do when Michael comes back for you? Because he is coming. Yours number two is Halloween ends. Yes. So, um, the the biggest thing I can say about this film is, yeah, it was boring. It was pretty boring. The only parts that I liked with it were ones with Lori. And it's just because Jamie Lee Curtis is a fucking queen. But, other than that, like, yeah, the new characters are fucking awful. Like, her daughter and granddaughter are just fucking terrible characters. Um... I mean, sorry. I mean, her granddaughter is a fucking terrible character. The new... Spoiler alert! <laughs> shut it off if you don't want to hear this. But that new kid that, like... I mean, Takes clearly over. Michael Myers gets killed. Clearly. Like, his body... Is destroyed. Is, yeah. <laughs> and there's no, like, oh, coming back from this. Like, he's literally fucking hamburger. But the new kid who they kind of prop up... It's, it's fucking awful. He was bad before he got, like, Michael Powers. And then when he goes into, like, the killing rampage, I'm literally like, I would beat the fuck out of this dude if he came at me. I would hold him on the ground and shove a pine cone up his ass. <laughs> and, the, and, then, and then they just completely get rid of that plot. Yeah, and then it's just, bye-bye. He just... <laughs> yeah, it's, it's fucking dumb. Like, the whole movie was just stupid. Like I said, the best parts were honestly seeing everything else that was going around with me taking my shirt off. <laughs> because And then falling. Yeah, and falling. <laughs> oh yeah, I forgot about that. He fell on my leg. Wait, he also fell he also his leg went through the, yeah. the hole between the seats. Yeah. <laughs> I remember that. I'm like I didn't see any of this happen today. <laughs> so it, it I mean that, that was probably the only positives I could give it over my number one. Yeah. So. I remember to give you that gummy next time. <laughs> yeah, right? Wait, are these the hallucinogenic gummies, or are these like that? I cannot specify. They're the, they're the good gummies. Oh. Um, so moving on, there's a there's a weird catalyst now here with you and me with our top two, Nick, but your number two preview. <laughs> 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 I guess a, not a very good franchise after the first one. Blair, you had a baby. That's impossible. Hey, girl. You look just like your mother. Jurassic World Dominion, number two. So, we all felt the same way about the second one. 
no. Fallen Complete. Kingdom. Fallen Kingdom was absolute dog shit. And then going to this one, I'm like, hey, they brought back Laura Dern, Jeff Goldblum, and the motherfucking Sam Neill. Really shut up. <laughs> and they were, yeah, basically in the movie, they were non-existent. You know, they, they said a couple of lines. Even some of them were cringe. Um, and then the whole movie was about locusts. Locusts. And I was like, oh, maybe this will be a tiny side, you know, mission they got to do or whatever. But it was a huge part of the plot. And I got so lost. And the, uh, the first Jurassic Park movie is one of the greatest movies of all time. The greatest soundtracks of all time. Uh, everything like that. And I think I feel like after that, they mainly made one book, correct, George? Uh, they, they basically only wrote the one book. Okay, well, they should have kept the first one. Then done nothing after that. I don't. None of the other ones mean anything to me. I I, I originally thought the first um, Jurassic World was okay, but I've since rewatched it. I'm like, yeah, I, the, it's average. It's average, average and it's uh, fall. The second and third one of Jurassic Worlds are both awful, and I I don't know what they were thinking. They obviously weren't at the time, or just very desperate for. Whatever I'm they're trying to go with. Money, money, yeah. money, money, money. I think, if I remember everything correctly from the entire Jurassic Park franchise, they had the one book, Dinos Win. They made the movie, Humans Win. I think they then went back and badgered the, the writer who made the first book to make another uh, book or something yeah. like that. Yeah. And then they made the second Jurassic movie out of that. Yeah. Then they made the third Jurassic movie as well. Somewhere along the line, I think they made a Jurassic Park game called Intruder or something like that. Um, which actually has some canon in it to the plot, because it's the entire reason why all the shit goes wrong in the first uh, fucking movie. And then there's, before, the, I think it was the first Jurassic World movie came out, they had another uh, game that was like some sort of Tall Tales like story game thing, yeah. which was supposed to be the in-between between the the first three movies and this now second three movies because it shows the like aquatic monsters and all that stuff and yada 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 but then it goes into jurassic world where the first one's okay and then it's like where are you going with this plot and it just i'll tell you where going to hell and you don't care about anybody. Like, Chris Pratt, you know, is the same We're character. We're supposed to care about Chris Pratt playing yeah, Chris Pratt and dinosaurs? And Bryce Dallas Howard is emotionless. And then the little girl and the relationship, or that whole thing with the that whole plot in the second one completely ruined everything for me. And just, yeah, I, did, I didn't really expect it to be good, but I didn't really expect it to be that bad either. And it's... You know, it, it could have been my number one, but I, I just saw something recently that passed it, so. Well, funny enough, because now to get into my number two movie as the worst of the year, one of my all-time favorites that got the remake treatment that went direct to streaming.
reaction actually from him was pretty appropriate because it's atrocious looking. Uh, Pinocchio, the yeah Disney Plus remake. Um, They made a remake. Yes, takes everything that was amazing about the original and just drains it of any character or substance or even grit really because it gets too colorful and cartoony sometimes like when they're on pleasure island do they drink beer no they drink root beer and there's an entire sequence of minutes of Pinocchio just saying exactly what had happened in the entire movie. And I'm like, this is minutes of drag that did not need to be here. But, of course, they felt compelled to do that. Um, The biggest positive I can give this is that even Disney looked at this and saw and said, this ain't going into theaters, which would have been an easy cash grab for them. But my connection with Pinocchio, that's one of my favorite Disney movies that they ever did, they just completely shat on this, and this actually might rival Lion King for worst remake. So, we don't have to play the clip already, because Damon, your number one is Texas Chainsaw. Thank you, I appreciate <laughs> that. You didn't want to see it again? No. I mean, we can watch it again. <laughs> I would rather strangle myself with your large, gorgeous hair, George. So, get it all out now. This movie is dog shit. Absolute fucking dog shit. I don't know who thought this was a good idea because if there wasn't Leatherface in this, like if he didn't have a chainsaw, I wouldn't know it was a Texas Chainsaw Massacre movie. That's how fucking stupid it is. The only positive that I can even remotely give it is there's some cool kills in it. But that is not enough to save the fucking horrible writing the horrible plot. Mm. The plot just makes no fucking sense. It's just dumb. Influencers running a town. Yes. <laughs> and ca- the characters, you d- I wanted them all to die. I mean, I know they say in, like, movies you should, like, root for, you know, root for the fucking... Uh, slasher. Slasher. But, like, okay, yeah, that's fair. But at the same time, look at Halloween. You're not... The original Halloween, you're not rooting for the fucking slasher. You're rooting on Jamie Lee Curtis to go out there and kick some ass. That's what you want. No, this is you. Just like all these people are terrible, and I want them to die. Mm-hmm. And they 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 almost all caricatures <laughs> of real people because th- these are like when you say the word influencer, think of the most like stereotypical like millennial person that you yeah. can think of. That's that's what they're going with. All of them. Mm-hmm. And then the, there's one guy who's like, they try to play him off as like this like redneck piece of shit, but he's a good guy. He's a decent, like, he's actually pretty friendly. Yeah. Like, he doesn't say a word to him. And it all starts because the one guy is just like so fucking offended that he's just like, I'm going to cause a big fucking stink and ruin this whole town. When the, literally the two people, well, technically three, the two people that actually live there are pretty friendly people. All they'd have to say is, hey, man, you want a beer or something? Could have had this whole problem solved. Nothing even wrong. But no. They had to go be fucking dickheads. Mm-hmm. And this is... they Honestly, every one of them deserve it. They all did. Yeah. 
The movie's fucking, and you know what? I, I don't want to really get into a big rant on it, but I do. <laughs> and that is, yeah, the one thing that I can give over the, this, over Halloween, well, the one thing I can give Halloween Kills over this and... is whatever. See? Case in point. Now you see why I forgot the movie. <laughs> is they don't ruin the fucking main character. Sally, they just fucking shit on. And somehow she survives a chainsaw. Yeah, she's she's a horrible fucking cat. Like, they literally butcher her whole character. She didn't need to be there. She they tried to pull a Halloween ends. Or, well, technically, a Halloween kills. Yeah. They tried to pull a Halloween kills with like bringing back Lori and you know, but no, they they were like we're gonna bring back Sally and she's gonna do the same thing. And it's just like no, she was fucking useless. Mm-hmm. At least Lori throughout the whole movie, she's actually trying her damnedest. Yeah. But yeah, no. Yeah, it was just a, the movie did not need to be made. Leatherface was fucking way too OP. I mean, I know he's like a slasher, you know, they got to make him pretty strong and shit, but the dude is like 70 years old. Whether he's big and scary or not, he's still 70 years old. Picking up that big chainsaw. Yeah, like, he's going to be pretty slow. In the brain, too. Yeah, and he's not, he's mentally deficient. Like, that, that's been, the one thing is, yeah, he's slow. Like, he is. He's mentally challenged. They've had, that's been like canon since the first fucking movie. Is he's always been a little slow in the head. That's why he's told what to do. And that's why he was always a little more sympathetic, because it was like, yeah, he's doing this shit, but he doesn't even really understand what's going on. Yeah, this movie just straight up just was bullshit. The whole fucking movie. It's a disgrace to fucking... Even and I'm not gonna say that all like all these Texas Chainsaw Massacre movies are just amazing up to this point. No, but they're not this bad. This is like a new level of bad. Mm. So yeah, at least Halloween ends. I can have a good theater experience. I had to watch this at home. (laughs) (laughs) Do you just have a good snack or anything like that? Or no, the only positives was like I, I was sitting with my girlfriend at the time. That was the only positive to it. And we were laughing at how fucking bad it was. Well, moving on, uh, before you reveal your number one worst, Nick, do you have any honorable mentions real quick? Uh, I have a couple. Way less than I do in the best, but... Uh, honorable mentions for worst... Halloween ends. And that would have been in my top ten, but I completely forgot about it. Uh, Blonde. The Bubble. Me Time. Black Light. Jeepers Creepers Reborn. Uh, Thor Love and Thunder. And Black Adam. Okay. Uh, and your number one, not too long ago, was brought up. So, this is a trade-off here. I almost scream. Disney Plus's Pinocchio. So I just recently watched it because I was like, oh, well, maybe it'll be in my top ten. Well, I watched it and it easily became my least favorite and worst live-action movie 
or well, remake of all time. Mm-hmm. Um, so Robert Zemeckis, I'm not sure what he was thinking. Um, you know, he was, he was, he was fat as fucking paycheck. Well, that, and he was he'd been seeing like, oh, hey, they did Lion King, they did Aladdin, you know, they did Mulan. <laughs> and so I'll do Pinocchio, one of the best, not just movies, Disney movies of all time. And it's such a heartwarming story. And they just, they take, take Stan's dad, you know, when he takes that huge mountain of shit in South Park? Mm-hmm. That's what that reminded me of. That's literally, you know, the big mountain. And I don't, you had like Joseph Gordon-Levitt was his yep. voice. Was the uh, voice of who else was in it? Tom Hanks. Tom, Han- well, Tom Key, Hanks was Key, Geppetto. Uh, Key Michael Key was in it. You know, you had people that have a lot of talent. And I don't know if it was, the writing was bad. The, the effects were stupidly bad for a movie of this caliber you know it's disney you think it'd be great and i was just surprised at how much i hated it i did, didn't like anything about it um if this says anything about what we have coming up for live action disney remakes it's we're in trouble i mean mm-hmm. it, we've been we've been in trouble for a little while but this is just a new low for me i this is easily my worst and it's probably going to be worse like top five worst the last 20 years like it was that bad yeah oddly enough this and the remake of Lion King do have one thing in common they surprisingly focus on a pile of shit literal yeah literal yeah, pile right. of shit yeah. um yeah I I I feel bad for Tom Hanks I we all love Tom Hanks and I don't know I just Tom Hanks is going on a weird roll right now yeah but He's done a lot, a lot of good. Um, but, like, to me, to me, the thing that always pushes these more higher up are, like, I have an emotional attachment yeah. to this, mm-hmm. and I've grown up with it. So the only reason why that did not break into my number one, even though I've known it longer, I've known another thing way longer. And this one was way... Way longer. Genetic power has not been unleashed. We made a terrible mistake. <laughs> the doomsday clock might be about out of time. My number one. Worst movie of this year was Jurassic World Dominion. Um, yeah, the first Jurassic Park movie is one of my definite all-time favorites. It is one of the things that got it is the very first thing that got me into dinosaurs. Um, I knew just from the trailer and finding out that I was like, "Yep, this cast is gonna get ruined," because <laughs> I know I know how this goes. Um, the f- and up until then, like I was like, I rewatched Jurassic World, and I was like, yeah, this is just a mediocre remake of Jurassic Park. It's the same beats over and over again. Fallen Kingdom. Let's take Jurassic Park and mix it with a horror slasher home invasion. <coughs> no, it's stupid and contrived. Um, this one. Why do I think that this is actually the worst out of all of them? Is that it had the best setup. 
dinosaurs are loose and among the world now. How are we going to cope with this? And I said this in Damon and I's vlog when we went to Louisville and talked about it because that's when the trailer came out. They are going to solve this so quick and it's going to make no fucking sense. And it's just going to end. We get along. Man, guess what? That's what All happens. Because right. not only that, the first five minutes of the movie they say, well, we've gotten used to dinosaurs. What? And then, yeah, the whole movie is really about Locus. The villain is a throw-in character that goes all the way to the very first movie that is a throwaway character. They're just like, Dotson, we have Dotson here. <laughs> People remember the line, not the person. And also a weird play that he's like on the spectrum. That rubbed me the wrong way. Spectrum? Yeah. Like, mm, Sam. Oh, you mean like the, what is it, it's called uh, the autism yeah. spectrum or whatever it's called? Yeah, yeah. That's, what it, that's what it felt like to me, that they were making that character to be. Um, mm. And... Yeah, but... You have two hours and 20 minutes to sit there. That is what ruined this more for the other ones, is that this one was way too long. Uh, and they say this is the epic conclusion. No, it's not. They clearly set up there's more. But but wait, there's I, more. I hope that this is because this is the new low. This has become the Transformers of this next run. Don't remind me. Yeah. Uh, I almost want to say Michael Bay would have been better given the Jurassic Park series. At least we'd have more explosions. I, although it would be interesting to see how he would place the explosions. Inside the dinosaurs. <laughs> you punch them, they explode. That sounds a way better movie. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, just full of stupidity. The only character I connected with at all was Malcolm. Because he's been right since the very first movie. And I at least laughed at when he's like, Wait, so you made a promise to a dinosaur? Yeah. He's like, right there, I'm initiating how stupid Chris Pratt's character is. <laughs> but just not a great time. I was just blowing my mind. And then when they did the thing with the daughter, that was yeah. like, what the fuck? Uh, yeah, Jurassic World Dominion is my number one worst movie of 2022. So yeah, guys, that was the shitstorm. That was our 2022 in film. Uh, now that we've gotten that all of our system, we can then move on to brighter and better things. So as we approach the real good stuff, uh, how are you guys feeling now after getting all that out? Better. Yeah. Damon, I know you had to get a lot out of that Texas. Right? Yeah, because it's, you know, dog shit. Yeah. Uh, George, how did you feel about this? Well, I'm just kind of here for now. Yeah. I mean, you got your moonfall thing out. Right? That, that was the only entire reason why I was here is because to talk about that. Yeah. I mean, that is a top experience for me this year, so you have that. It, it's, you know, always high on the bad movies list, but it deserves to be high on the bad movies list because yeah. it's kind of what it was kit and tailored to be. <laughs> Maybe. I'm stretching the maybe. 
I thought they tried to be too serious towards the end. Well, there is this thing about a bad movie that's taking itself seriously, but the actors know that it's it, this is gonna be shit show. Um, yeah, so yeah, I'm looking forward to finally talking about some good ones, but hope you guys enjoyed this because as per usual, usually the worst gets a lot of emotion out of us, so until, until the next time, please wait for best and have fun. Mm-hmm.